Welcome to another episode of Jim Lunsford's Resilience Unleashed, the podcast that empowers you to face life's harshest trials head-on. I'm Jim Lunsford, your guide through the murky trenches of life's battles. What's our objective? To emerge from each challenge stronger, wiser, and infinitely more resilient. Here, you're not just a bystander, but a resilience warrior in training, learning the tactics and strategies that enable you to fight the shadows of addiction, trauma, and the myriad obstacles life throws your way. Before we dive in, let me share something unique about this podcast. Each episode is actually a direct adaptation of articles from our headquarters, resilienceunleashed.net, brought to life through the power of AI. That's right, an advanced artificial intelligence reads the articles, providing you with critical insights and tactics in a new, accessible format. Today's episode promises to equip you with the mental and emotional ammunition you'll need to rise above your circumstances. Our mantra is simple, be better today than you were yesterday. So gear up, warrior. You're about to experience a transformation that doesn't just change you but reshapes your core. Let's get after it. Weaponize resilience, your arsenal against negativity. Introduction. Greetings, resilience warriors. I'm Jim Lunsford. The battlefield of life is rife with obstacles, challenges, and, yes, negativity. Negativity is an insidious foe, always lurking, ever ready to pounce when you show a hint of weakness or doubt. It comes in many forms, self-inflicted wounds of insecurity, the discouraging words of others, the daunting enormity of your objectives. This enemy doesn't just aim to defeat you, it aims to demoralize, to rob you of the will to continue the fight. But let's get one thing straight, negativity is not invincible. Like any adversary, it has vulnerabilities and weaknesses that can be exploited if you know how. The strategies and tactics to counter negativity aren't mystical secrets, they're practical tools forged in the crucible of hard-earned experience, tested in the field, and proven to work. In this discussion, we're diving deep. We're not just slapping on a band-aid, we're going surgical. We'll dissect the anatomy of negativity, understand its tactics, and learn to counter it at every turn. We'll delve into personal strategies to fortify your mindset, tactical considerations to choose your battles wisely, and operational guidelines to fortify your team. We'll examine the importance of maintaining the offensive, never letting negativity dictate the terms, and the imperative of ongoing assessment and adaptation. Make no mistake, this long, grueling war demands resilience, focus, and unwavering commitment to the mission. But equipped with the right strategies, guided by the principles of discipline and leadership, you can not only survive the onslaught of negativity, you can triumph over it. So gear up, lock, and load. It's time to unleash resilience and declare war on negativity. Section 1. Recognize the enemy at deeper dive. In the theater of operations, whether a combat zone or a corporate office, your situational awareness is your first line of defense. Negative people aren't always easy to spot. They can be like insurgents, blending into the population. One minute, they're your teammates, co-workers, and even friends, and the next minute, they've sown the seeds of doubt and negativity that could jeopardize the entire mission. These individuals can have a variety of traits. Some are overt in their negativity, openly spreading rumors, fueling discontent, or expressing pessimism at every turn. 
You know when they're coming. You can hear their complaints echo down the corridor. Others are more subtle, masquerading as realists or skeptics. They'll question every decision, every plan, casting a shadow of doubt, but never stepping up with solutions. They're the silent killers of morale. And then there are those who use emotional manipulation, playing the victim to garner attention and sow discord. Identifying these negative people requires a keen sense of observation. Listen to the language they use. Is it constructive or destructive? Pay attention to how you feel after interacting with them. Drained? Deflated? If so, you've likely got a negative individual on your hands. Also, watch for patterns. One bad day is just that, a bad day. But if someone is consistently dragging down the morale and productivity of a team, that's a red flag. It's crucial to identify these individuals early. Negativity spreads like a contagion. It starts with one person and then seeps into the collective mindset, affecting judgment, performance, and outcomes. The sooner you recognize these negative elements, the quicker you can take action to neutralize their impact and safeguard the mission at hand. The battlefield is always evolving, and so is the enemy. But one thing remains constant. To win the war against negativity, you must first know what or who you're up against. Section 2. Take Defensive Position, a Tactical Overview Fortifying your mental defenses is not just about mental strength, it's about tactical strategy. Imagine your mind as a fortress. This fortress is constantly under siege from negative thoughts, external criticisms, and internal self-doubt. Every interaction, every conversation, and every piece of information that enters this fortress can either strengthen your defenses or weaken them. That's why it's crucial to have vigilant sentries, your conscious awareness, guarding the gate. When encountering a negative individual, it's akin to facing an artillery barrage aimed at your fortress. Their words and actions are designed to create cracks in your walls and make you question your competence, mission, and worth. In these moments, your mental sentries must be most alert. You've got to differentiate between constructive feedback, which you can use to improve, and corrosive negativity, which only seeks to bring you down. That means actively listening, but not internalizing the poison they're spitting. Let their words hit the outer walls of your fortress and fall harmlessly to the ground, leaving your inner sanctum untouched. You must also develop a mental quick reaction force, a set of tools, practices, and countermeasures that you can deploy immediately when your defenses are breached. This could be a mantra you repeat to yourself, breathing exercises, or even a vision of your ultimate goal to bring you back to focus. This quick reaction force is your immediate response to any attempt to compromise your mental integrity. Remember, the best defensive position allows you to maintain your mission focus. By safeguarding your mindset, you protect yourself and conserve the mental energy needed to lead and execute effectively. Your mission is too critical, and time is too precious to be squandered on countering negativity without a solid defense. So there it is. Your mind is your fortress, your awareness is your sentry, and your quick reaction force is your countermeasure. Equip them, train them, and prepare them for battle. Because when the artillery of negativity starts firing, you'll be ready to hold the line. Section 3 don't fire back the discipline of tactical silence. Here's the raw truth. Negativity wants a reaction. That's the ammo it feeds on. 
When faced with a barrage of complaints, criticisms, or outright hostility, the instinct is to return fire. It feels like the right thing to do, stand your ground and shoot back with the same caliber of negativity. But let's dissect that for a moment. What does firing back really accomplish? Does it resolve the issue? Does it move the mission forward? No. All it does is escalate the situation, deplete your mental and emotional energy reserves, and shift the focus away from where it should be, on the objective. Tactical silence is a weapon. It's the discipline to hold your tongue, to maintain your composure, and to keep your emotions in check. And just like any other weapon, it must be wielded precisely. When confronted with negativity, take a breath. In that breath, you find clarity. You find control. And most importantly, you find a choice. You get to choose how to respond, and in that choice lies your power. Not firing back doesn't mean you're passive. It means you're selectively aggressive. You're choosing when and where to apply your energy for maximum impact. You can still address the issue at hand, but from a position of strength, not reactivity. Ask questions instead of making accusations. Seek to understand the root of the negativity rather than getting tangled in the vines of pointless dispute. Sometimes, the act of not being confrontational disarms the negative person and disrupts their pattern of behavior. Remember, discipline is your ally. It keeps your finger off the trigger when you know that firing is not the right action. It allows you to listen, assess, and then maneuver with purpose. It maintains your mission's integrity and keeps your team cohesive and focused. So when negativity aims its barrels at you, don't fire back. Exercise tactical silence. It's not a retreat, it's a repositioning. It's not giving in, it's gaining the upper ground. And from that elevated vantage point, you can see the path to your objectives unobstructed by the fog of unnecessary conflict. Section 4. Lead by example the undeniable power of positive leadership. Leadership is the cornerstone of success in the field, gym, or boardroom. When you're up against the wall of negativity, you've got to become the keystone in the arch that holds everything together. Why? Because negativity hates one thing more than anything else, unshakable positivity. That's your weapon, one of the most potent ones in your arsenal. Negativity often stems from uncertainty, a lack of direction, or a sense of purposelessness. That's where you come in. When you step up and display positive leadership, showing decisiveness, confidence, and an unwavering focus on the mission, you offer an alternative. You become the example others can follow instead of succumbing to negativity. Being a beacon of positivity means more than just smiling and giving pep talks. It means embodying the values and mindset you want to instill in your team. It means setting the standard. You're setting a tone if you show up early, stay late, attack tasks with vigor, handle setbacks gracefully, and treat every individual with respect. That tone becomes the culture, and that culture becomes the identity of your team or organization. Negativity finds it much harder to take root in an environment where the standard is excellent and the culture is positive. Moreover, leading by example also means holding yourself accountable. Take responsibility not just for your actions, but for the morale and performance of your team. If there's negativity, you must ask yourself, what can I do to shift this? How can I lead better? Never underestimate the ripple effect of your actions and attitudes. Others are watching, 
and they will often mirror what they see, especially if it's coming from a leader they respect. But what if the negativity comes from higher up the chain of command? Well, leadership isn't about rank, it's about influence. You exert upward pressure on the chain by setting the example at your level. Positive attitudes and high performance are contagious, and even senior leaders can be influenced by the climate you create. So, make no mistake, your actions, attitude, and leadership are the antidote to negativity. Be the leader who shows what's possible, sets the standard, and brings the team to victory. When you lead by example, you're not just countering negativity, but making it irrelevant. Section 5. Choose your battles, the strategy of calculated engagement. In warfare and life, resources are finite. You have limited time, limited energy, and limited mental bandwidth. Every skirmish you engage in consumes those resources. While you might want to tackle every instance of negativity head-on, the fact is, you can't. And you shouldn't. Just as a wise commander allocates troops and resources where they will make the most impact, so too must you choose your battles with negativity. Negativity is a diversion. It seeks to pull you off course, to trap you in conflicts that drain your energy and deter you from your objectives. Sometimes, the most powerful move is not to play the game. Recognize when someone's negativity is a chronic condition, a bottomless pit that will never be filled, no matter how much positive energy or logical reasoning you pour into it. In these cases, disengagement is not defeat, it's a strategic withdrawal. You're preserving your resources for conflicts where you can make a difference for objectives that matter. It's also critical to understand the broader landscape. Sometimes, negativity emanates from a single individual. Sometimes, it's systemic, part of the culture of an organization or community. Knowing the source can help you decide whether to engage or redirect your energies. Is this a battle that advances the war that serves a higher purpose? If not, it's a distraction, and distractions are to be eliminated. When you engage, do so with a clear objective and an exit strategy. What are you aiming to achieve? Is it to correct a misunderstanding, to improve a situation, or to confront and halt destructive behavior? Know what victory looks like, but also know when to break contact. If it becomes evident that your engagement is not leading to a positive outcome or, worse, is causing further entrenchment of negativity, that's your cue to exit. Redirect your focus and your resources back to the mission at hand. Remember, the ultimate goal is not to vanquish every source of negativity. The goal is to accomplish your mission and to achieve your objectives. Every battle you engage in should serve that higher purpose. So before you go charging into conflict, take a moment. Assess the terrain, consider your resources, and choose your battles wisely. Because in the strategy of calculated engagement, knowing when not to fight is just as important as knowing when to attack. Section 6. Fortify the Team, the Doctrine of Collective Resilience. In any mission, be it a military operation or a project deadline, the unit's strength is greater than the sum of its individual parts. Your team is your tribe, your brothers and sisters in arms, and they are just as susceptible to the corrosive effects of negativity as you are. It's not enough to protect yourself, you've got to fortify the collective mindset of your team. Why? Because a unit that's unified in its mission and mindset is a fortified position that negativity can't easily breach. 
Every team member becomes a guardian at the gate, vigilant for signs of negativity and armed with the strategies to counter it. When one falters, the others can lift them up. When one is targeted by negativity, the others can rally to their defense. This is collective resilience, a force multiplier on the battlefield of life. So, how do you build this collective fortress? It starts with open communication. The first casualty of negativity is often trust, and when trust erodes, silos form, and information stops flowing. Counter this by encouraging transparency by creating an environment where concerns can be voiced and challenges can be discussed openly. If everyone feels heard, there's less room for negativity to take root. Training is another key element. Just as you drill your team on operational procedures or job-specific skills, you should also drill them in the tactics to counter negativity. Share the strategies you've learned. Make them part of your team's standard operating procedures. Walk your team through scenarios and role-play situations they might encounter so they're prepared to handle them. In doing this, you not only give your team the tools to protect themselves, but also to protect each other. And never underestimate the power of shared experience. Whether a tough project is completed or an obstacle overcome, shared hardship forges bonds resistant to negativity. It instills a sense of pride, a collective identity that stands as a bulwark against external threats. Celebrate those small victories and let them serve as the foundation of your team's fortress. Ultimately, your team's resilience becomes its form of leadership, a silent testimony to the strength, unity, and indomitable spirit that negativity cannot break. When you fortify your team, you don't just strengthen individual members, you create an unbreakable phalanx, a united front ready to face whatever challenges. And that, my friends, is how you make negativity irrelevant not just to you, but to everyone on your team. Section 7. Maintain the offensive, the necessity of continuous action. Life doesn't pause for you to deal with negativity, and neither should you. The mission continues, the clock keeps ticking, and standing still is not an option. What comes next after you've fortified your mindset, led by example, chosen your battles wisely, and rallied your team? You maintain the offensive. Like any other obstacle, negativity is not a one-time event to be surmounted and forgotten. It's an ongoing challenge, a persistent adversary that will regroup and counterattack if given the opportunity. You can't afford to let your guard down, You've got to keep pressing forward. That means setting new objectives, identifying new challenges, and striving for constant improvement. Continual action serves multiple purposes. First, it keeps you and your team focused on the mission. A team absorbed in fulfilling its objectives has less time and mental space to be occupied by negativity. You're too busy moving, conquering, and achieving to be bogged down by useless distractions. Your momentum becomes your shield, deflecting negativity before it can take hold. Second, continuous action means continuous growth. Each new objective and challenge is an opportunity to stretch your capabilities, test your resilience, and improve. And as you grow, so does your capacity to handle negativity. What might have rattled you before becomes another minor inconvenience, easily brushed aside. Lastly, maintaining the offensive sets the tempo for your environment. When setting the pace and driving the action, you dictate the terms of engagement. Negativity becomes reactive, forced to adapt to your initiatives rather than vice versa. 
It's cornered, neutralized, and eventually eliminated, drowned out by the roar of your progress. Remember, complacency is the enemy. You've got to maintain a warrior's vigilance, a constant state of readiness to engage. Just as you wouldn't slack off on your physical training or neglect the maintenance of your equipment, you can't afford to let your mental defenses deteriorate. Keep pushing, keep striving, keep attacking. That's how you counter negativity and render it powerless, transforming it from an obstacle into a stepping stone on your path to victory. Section 8. Assess and Adapt the Imperative of Ongoing Evaluation You've led your team through the trenches of negativity. You've kept the offensive, maintained focus, and built a fortress of collective resilience. But understand this, the mission is never truly over. You've got to keep your situational awareness razor sharp, constantly assessing the climate, scanning for changes, and being ready to adapt your tactics accordingly. Why is this so critical? Because negativity is a shapeshifter. It can morph into something new when you think you've figured it out. It can come from new directions, in new forms, employing new tactics to break your resolve. That's why ongoing evaluation isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute imperative. How do you go about this? Start with after-action reports. Gather your team for a debrief after any major project, event, or confrontation with negativity. What went well? What could have been done better? What did you learn? The goal here is not to point fingers, but to extract valuable lessons that can be applied moving forward. Also, pay attention to your performance. You are the first and last line of defense against negativity, so keep tabs on your state of mind. Are you maintaining discipline? Are you keeping your focus sharp? Are you adhering to the principles that have gotten you this far? Self-assessment is a tool. Like any tool, it's only useful if you use it. Further, adaptability is your ally. The strategies that have been effective against one form of negativity may not work against another. You've got to be willing to change your approach, to evolve. Flexibility is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of agility, of tactical versatility. Keep an arsenal of strategies at your disposal, and don't be afraid to employ a different one if the situation calls for it. Lastly, don't lose sight of the long game. Winning against negativity isn't about scoring a quick, easy victory. It's about maintaining sustained forward progress, about inching closer to your objectives day by day, step by arduous step. It's about the cumulative effect of countless small wins that, over time, add up to monumental successes. So, keep your eyes open. Keep evaluating, keep adapting, and keep driving forward. The battle against negativity is a long campaign. And it's won not through single, decisive actions, but through the relentless pursuit of excellence, one mission at a time. Stay vigilant. Stay focused. And stay on the warpath. Conclusion We've charted the landscape of this conflict, dissected the enemy, and laid out the battle plan. The fight against negativity is no casual skirmish. It's a long-term campaign requiring disciplined tactics, strategic vision, and an ironclad will to execute. We've dug into the intricacies of fortifying your mindset, your stronghold against the constant sieges of negativity. We've talked about leading by example, inspiring those around you to raise their shields and sharpen their swords. We've explored the art of choosing your battles because not every hill is worth dying on. 
We drilled down on the doctrine of collective resilience, fortifying your team to become an impregnable fortress against the corrosive effects of negativity. We emphasized the necessity of staying on the offensive, of maintaining a relentless pace that leaves negativity scrambling to keep up. And we underscored the imperative of ongoing assessment and adaptation because change is the only constant on the battlefield. But understand this, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. This battle is won in the trenches, in the day-to-day -day grind, in the countless choices you make each moment to either succumb to negativity or rise above it. It's won through the relentless pursuit of excellence, the dogged determination to achieve your objectives, and the unwavering commitment to your mission. So arm yourself with these strategies. Drill them until they become second nature until the mere hint of negativity is met with an automatic, devastating counterattack. Lead your team to do the same and forge a collective resilience that will render negativity powerless. Stay vigilant. Stay focused. And remember, the battle may be long, but victory is not just possible. It's inevitable for those who refuse to be defeated. So gear up. Lock and load. Your mission awaits. Stand ready to unleash resilience and wage an all-out war on negativity. Because in this fight, there's no room for retreat, no space for surrender. Forward is the only option. And victory is the only outcome we will accept. Stay disciplined. Stay resilient. This is Jim Lunsford, reporting from the front lines of life's battlefield. The headquarters? ResilienceUnleashed.net. What happens there? It's a crucible where discipline fuses with resilience and character is sculpted from raw will. What are we up against? Addiction, trauma, and the obstacles that ambush you in the dark corners of life. The mission, better today than yesterday. That's the standard. And we're not lone wolves. We're a unit, an army of resilience warriors. We are prepping for tomorrow's battles while also becoming leaders of the fight. Dig in at the trenches at resilienceunleashed.net for the tactics, strategies, and game plans.